what might you do if you received a mysterious delivery but had no idea who sent it? What if that unmarked package contained an old diary with no explanation? That's exactly what happened to Angela. The only clue was a note. It contained just six words that were stuck to the worn front cover of the thick leather-bound book filled with hundreds of handwritten pages. The note said, use this as you see fit. The last entry of the diary, which seems to be filled with personal stories involving cannabis, is dated April 20th, 2022. It's intriguing. Who wrote the diary? Where did it come from and why was it sent? Angela, along with her friend Brandon, are ready to explore the entries to learn more. Even though they have no idea who the author is or why the diary was anonymously sent, they're both committed to finding answers. On this podcast, we're exploring the diary and learning more about the experiences of whoever wrote it. Through that exploration, hopefully we'll solve the mystery of the diary and why Angela was trusted with this extraordinary responsibility. Hello, Angela. Hey. Hey, Brandon. What are you munching on over there? I'm munching on a peanut butter cup. Oh, that's nice. Is mm-hmm. there only one peanut butter cup? There were two. And then what happened? No, there's none. I see. Mm, I was playing the subtraction game. I see. So generosity is not your thing. That's cool. It's not everybody's thing. It's cool. I didn't want a delicious peanut butter cup. So well, that's, that's good that you didn't want one. Then it so, all works then it out. Then it all works out perfectly. Great. <laughs> you going to wrap that up so that you're not uh, chewing at me for a while? Oh, I'm good. I'm all I'm all chewed out. Oh, because so. you had two. Because <laughs> I had two. Good My jaw you. hurts now. So. <laughs> good for you, buddy. I'm hoping that you have consumed some cannabis and there is like a real like catalyst for your... You're chowing down over there. Chowing down on the on the peanut butter cups. Yeah. What is your favorite post consumption food? Post consumption? Yeah. Post cannabis consumption food. Oh, oh. Um not not food that you consume after you consume food. Not f- no. No. Post cannabis consumption that, like, food. Dessert? That would be dessert, yes. Yes. But what is your favorite? Oh, that's tough. Um there are certain things that I do not like to eat generally. Like chicken. Mm -hmm. That's just not for me. But I guess, you know, it really depends on how I'm feeling. But I am a big peanut butter and banana person. Oh, yeah. You know, I have seen you eat a few bananas in the day. So I understand that your Chicago-ness does not acknowledge the way that I, as a Northeasterner, Mm -hmm. say the word banana. But I think it's a pretty standard pronunciation, despite the fact that you do not. So bananas are are a good. That's a good, uh, like post-consumption food, especially if they're chocolate dip bananas. Right, that's possible as long as there's peanut butter to go with that banana. You okay. could have anything else. Um, okay. I, one of my favorite things that is uh, super simple to tackle that I, I think I have a particularly uh, like I have a particular affinity for mm-hmm. um, post-consumption is a warm peanut butter and banana quesadilla actually <laughs> your face because <laughs> that sounds that sounds like something that you would make while 
after consuming cannabis. But it's so good, and you can you can change it up. You can give a little like extra to it. You could put honey in there, put or Nutella. chocolate, or Nutella. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of different uh, combinations. Nice. Well, wait, what's your? Is I mean, is it peanut butter cups? Are you peanut butter cupping right now? Yep. I'm peanut butter cu- <laughs> I'm peanut butter cupping. <laughs> peanut butter cups are good. Um, I do like, you know, I do like a burger. Yeah, but that's something that I, I've come to understand you are down for at any point. It could be eight o'clock in the morning. It could be eight o'clock at night. It could be a Tuesday. It could be Saturday. You could be on your way to the laundromat or on your way to the movies. And the happiest day of my life is whenever I found out that Burger King did burgers all day long and they even did them during breakfast time. Huh? Yeah. So you peaked early. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all down here from here. (laughs) Okay, so bergs are your thing. Um, But that begs the question, though, is is the munchies a real thing? And getting the munchies, is that a real thing? Cannabis munchies? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Are you sure it's just not the brain playing tricks on us? I am 100%. Like, science says so. The smarties that wear the white, like, coats... What do they say? Um. Well, there's a lot of research. Uh, I can pull up. Hold on. Let me grab my phone. And that also would be like the best thing to sign up for research as. I like if you were. To. Yeah. So if they were like, hey, come and consume a bunch of cannabis and then we'll see if you get hungry. And then we got a bunch of food for you here to eat. Or the worst would if they didn't have any food for you to eat. If they oh and if you could see the food but you couldn't <laughs> get to it get to it yeah that would be awful. They're and then, actually doing a two part one for anger and cannabis. <laughs> then, so. You know, I was talking with a, a cannabis um, like a medical um, cannabis um, prescriber mm-hmm. at one point, and he was telling me that that as as interested as they are in all kinds of research and hopefully federal prohibition ends someday and we get to get real actual money for that and get all of that research that we need um they were trying to run a trial where they were having um patients that had gone on cannabis um that had started to consume cannabis uh you know post pretty significant diagnoses Mm -hmm. and um the hardest part about it was finding someone that was willing to participate in the study part where they went off of it oh because then they would no longer have the relief but okay Mm -hmm. so i digress and i did pull up that my go-to is um it was a piece from cnn in 2017 2018 what was it oh april 20th 2018 and Mm, cnn really (laughs) on that day really Mm. they know their people i guess Mm. and um the reporter lisa dreyer writes in this piece why does smoking pot give you the munchies and we've all heard of the munchies and the author here dreyer asserts that we can totally Blame it on the drug's active ingredient, uh, THC. Okay. And what happens is, you know, uh, we've talked about the endocannabinoid system. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and this um, research involving cannabis revealed that THC stimulates the endocannabinoid system, a complex area of the brain that regulates feeding behavior and energy balance. 
And THC interacts with the receptors in our brain that regulate emotions, pain, and the sense of smell and taste. Hmm. It can also promote the release of the hormone ghrelin. Ghrelin? It's G-H-R-E-L-I-N, which stimulates hunger. And I'm not going to read it word for word, but it goes on to say that the scientific mechanisms are complex and that there's heightened sensitivity to smell, which makes food more like the aroma of food more potent. Um, and that the things that normally turn off um, are stimulated more when marijuana or you know cannabis, as we refer to it, is being used. And there's also all of these other things. THC increases the release of dopamine, which enhances the pleasure of eating. Hmm. And in addition to making food more enjoyable, dopamine um, is a brain chemical that helps to control the brain's rewards and pleasure centers. Uh, that also lowers inhibitions. It would be interesting. I'd be interested to see if they've done studies on people that have overeating issues and problems with uh, regulating size of food, you know, taking in food. And um, if cannabis is a detriment or helpful to them in that. Well, that's super. Like, this is the next section of this piece, actually. Like... I was trying to like get the words out before you even finished. Sorry. Um, because the next section in um, this article on, from the 2018 CNN uh, piece mm-hmm. is cannabis's role in curbing appetite oh, because okay. they thought just like you were thinking that they could use, they could design a drug to block the receptors. And this is a direct quote from um, the person that they're citing here is the last name Wank. <laughs> I, that's a that's a real <laughs> that's a real uh, person in here. Um, there's uh, they tested the drug and people lost weight, gave up their interest in cheeseburgers and fries and alcohols and cigarettes. Wank said again. I'm gonna have to figure out who Wank is. I'm gonna stay away from that. They thought that drug. <laughs> this is an amazing drug. People were getting thinner and giving up their addictions. Exclamation point, which you don't hear a lot from scientists. Yeah, and I'm assuming Wank is a scientist. Uh, that here's the here's the kicker. Yeah, researchers soon realized that it wasn't safe to block all of a person's endocannabinoid receptors, which control mood and feeding behaviors all the time. Oh, so they got real sad too. People became depressed and started committing suicide. Wank said clinical oh, trials were stopped. The drug was pulled from the market. What was the name of the drug? Um, the drug's name was Ryum. Ryman Nobin? Nope. Ryman Nobin. R I M O N A B A N T. Rabinanant. Rabinanant. Ramanabant. Oh, Ramanabant. Ramanabant. Ah, that sounds that sounds way better in a commercial too. <laughs> <laughs> Try Ramanabant. Yeah, but today. it did not work. It Oh, so uh it was Gary Wank. Director of Neuroscience Undergrad Programs at Ohio State and author of Your Brain on Food. Oh. Or, as he called it, Wank's Take. (laughs) When THC reaches the area of the brain that influences appetite, it will stimulate you to eat, Wank said. (laughs) Wank, wank. (laughs) (laughs) That is every single time. So, um, there's way more in this particular piece, so I'm just going to 
okay. send you this link to That's read. But no, I mean, it is a real it. thing. It's not just something that we imagine. Mm-hmm. And I would assume, based on everything I know, even without being a wank, an, hey. edu- an educated scientist doctor fella, um, that everybody... I think that'd be a wonk, actually. <laughs> technically. <laughs> that everybody responds differently to cannabis. So... I I assume that some people might not experience the munchies depending on the body they're bringing to the yeah. consumption and the how strain and, and how their system works and how their system works. But I think there are a lot of of us that okay. find their way to warm peanut butter and banana quesadillas. Yeah. After after a very or delicious, uh, tasty strain Burger King burgers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get your Whopper with cheese or without? Just curious. Cheese. I'm an American. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because it's American cheese. Yeah, exactly. Yes, nondescript. Um, So, do we have do we have a diary entry today? Oh my gosh! I thought you would never ask. I wasn't in between all of that eating peanut butter cups as a solitary activity. Yes. Okay. So, um, we are funnily enough. Going to spend some time today talking food. Hey, all right. Doesn't that work out? That does work out. And if at some point you start to feel peckish and you need a snack because you've only had two peanut butter cups so I'll far. I'll get a third one for myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. That that feels so nice to hear. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. So in this entry, dated June 24th, 1906, do you want to know how it kicks off? Yes. Dear Diary. Mm, So same as the others. Yes. Uh, So June 24th, 1906. Dear Diary. June always brings that first summer heat. Oh, it was hot. The... (laughs) 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 All right. Let me try it again. June always brings that first summer heat. June, it was hot. (laughs) (laughs) The kind that makes me want lazy afternoons and sweet, crisp Lemonade Mm. Nice Nice I was relaxing in a hammock Under a shady tree With yesterday's paper I don't like hammocks Why? I can't ever get in them uh, Properly Why? I just kind of get in And I just automatically Flip right over I don't have this What are they called? Equilibrium thing in my body That kind of regulates How how you get into things That kind of move like that So And once I actually could get in there i can't get out in fact i'm still in a hammock <laughs> i mean dude i just wrap it it's just, never been able to leave even gilligan could do it <laughs> <laughs> but he always flipped over in the thing like he would get in and, he yeah. stayed in more than out i think <laughs> skipper giving him the business yelling at him about staying in his hammock yeah okay uh all right note to self no hammocks um all right i was enjoying the gentle sway when i came across an article about the pure food bill mm-hmm. and the new rules about labeling things that we consume to make sure it's safe it's needed since not everyone out there can be trusted oh and she's got like a little um like a little like skull and crossbones like a little poison okay. you, let me show you this okay yeah, I see know, it. I dig the illustrations. Arr. N- not like that. I don't think it's a pirate. Oh, one. oh no! It's I think it's like symbol. a danger. Okay. okay, gotcha. Could danger. be pirate though. We don't know. Danger pirate. 
Danger Pirate. Um, a friend of a friend recently had some honey or what was labeled as honey. Mm-hmm. It wasn't honey at all. It was glucose. What a deception. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that is mislabeling right there. Calling something honey when it's not honey and it's actually glucose. But does it taste like honey? Well, no, it would taste like glucose. What does glucose taste like? I don't know. I, is it wrong that I'm assuming it's some, it's like sugary, like glue, like, like glue. I don't know. It's part of the word. Glucose. You mean horse paste? Well, no, I would have to, I'll have to look. Glucose, like. It's like a sugar, right? Like I it's, think, yeah, it's, it's a sugar. It's a it's yeah. But I think Correct. it's sugar that's like producing. Maybe this is like Correct. an artificial glucose. Correct. Yeah, that's why they have those like glucose tablets and stuff, and and to help you create it in your body. I see. Yep. So somebody labeled glucose as honey. Yes. And this is 1906. So yes. who knows what what was happening there? Yeah, and then after that, Mary ended up getting, or her friend ended up ended up getting a uh, celiac disease for the rest of their life because that's, of that. Well, I think that's, you know, an add-on. So we can't say that that is for sure, but it's mm-hmm. a possibility. Okay. Because, you know, there are no bad ideas in brainstorming. No. But that one's not a great one. No. No offense. No, that's fine. I guess I might be thinking more clearly if I had a little snack myself. Yeah, if you had some glucose, your brain might be able no, to No, I was thinking more peanut butter cups, but that's just me. That's, well, yeah, um, one, one left. <laughs> All right. So where was I? What a deception. With America's population expanding in major areas and sprawling west, we all need food and medicine. Moreover, we all need safe food and medicine. I'm in support of the Pure Food Bill and what it stands for, just like all those men in Washington. That's not what brought my afternoon siesta to a halt. I want, well, that, that, uh, that would bring my afternoon siesta to a halt. Well, but I, sure. w- I wonder what because she's saying that she is. I didn't. I d- total total um, transparency. Mm-hmm. I did review this one, but I did not do a ton of the checks. Okay. Um, I, I got wrapped up in a different entry. Okay. Um, but you know. Okay. So I I I'm not. I can't quite recall why this one was such a. You know, because she's saying that she agrees. That the pure food bill is a good thing and that she agrees with it and what it stands for, just like all those men in Washington, which, by the way, she does not say often. <laughs> True. Well, when was this? When when was this? 1906? Yeah, this is June of 1906. Wasn't that like around the time that, that uh, there's like an Upton Sinclair book came out and it was called The Jungle or something or The Jungle or something like that? And it was about, uh, I guess, like the beef, like the beef packing industry and or the or that the meat packing industry and kind of like a lot of this bad stuff that was going on so people were getting some bad meat and bad things like that and getting sick so they had to they had to do something about it true story i, I that was earlier in the year in okay. february of 1906 oh okay um and yeah his expose of the, the expose of the meat packing industry um i believe at the same time there was the she's saying pure food bill like i've uh, the reference i know it as is pure food and drug act Okay. And I'm pretty sure that there was the Meat Inspection Act that was passed at the same time. Mm. So I think there's more attention being paid, you know, turn of the century and America's, you know, growing uh, and expanding, just like she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there has to be more attention paid to, like, safe practices. Okay. 
Um, it's just so strange because normally she does not say that she is in agreement. I'm yeah, but I mean, I think I think it is one of those things. What there's like certain things where it's like, oh, regulation, oh, too much, blah, blah, blah. but when it comes to your meat, you want that right? I think I want my meat regulated. And bananas. And, and bananas peanuts. too. So, <laughs> and donuts. I well, want those regulated. Yes, I, so, I, I, as far as like the concept goes, this makes sense to me too. Yeah. So I wonder. All right. Like I'm, I would be, I would be interested to see if the people that were spe- like the congressmen that were speaking out against this pure food and drug bill, speaking out on the floor today. I'm against this pure food and drug bill because. You know, I, I like my meat rancid. I, my father liked his meat rancid. My grandfather liked his meat rancid. It gave us, it made us stronger. <laughs> okay. I bet there was not a lot of opposition now that we've talked it through. Yeah, what's funny is that congressman ended up dying like three days later from rancid meat. Right. So, no. Or glucose. Or, yeah. Thinking it was honey. Yes. Um... All right, so everybody's in agreement. We need some sort of regulation. So why does Mary get into this? Okay, so it was reading. uh, I got it. Here it goes. It was reading House votes to expose secrets of drug trade. Strong patent medicine label clause in pure food bill. Ah. That's a long one. Right. So another weird long title. Um, I'm going to look this up real fast to see. Um, And then uh, this is what she wrote after this. It was really some pumpkins for me. Yeah. It was really some pumpkins for me. I am reading that correctly. Okay. It was really some pumpkins for me. That's how Mm, I'm imagining her saying it. Pumpkins for me. Oh, oh, you're not putting the emphasis on the sum. No. You're just pumpkins. For me. You're just pumpkining. Yeah, I'm just pumpkining. Uh-huh. Don't, don't Google that. I won't. I, I will, by the way. <laughs> ah, okay. So, New York Times, June 23rd, 1906. House votes to expose secrets of drug trade. Strong patent medicine label clause and pure food bill. Cochrane denounces fraud. Hot debate in the House into which is injected the issue of states' rights. Oh, okay. Now I see what they would argue about. Yeah, I'm with you here, too. I got you. That's that's one main title. So this is an article from the New York Times. Okay. And then three, then subtitles. They had a lot to say about this. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Look at that. So, uh, yes, this is a... This is a meaty article. Mm, not mm-hmm. rancid either. Nope. Fresh, fresh, fresh. and very Wagyu detailed. <laughs> uh, so it was really some pumpkins for me. Apparently, there was a push to make the bill language more specific. And then I guess she's pulled a quote from this piece. Would mm-hmm. you like to hear the quote? Sir? Sure. All right. If when these articles contained be not described in the United States Pharmacopoeia or National Formulary, not sure about that, Formulary, and be not the prescription of a regular physician, the package failed to bear a statement 
of the quantity or proportion of any alcohol, morphine, opium, cocaine, heroin, alpha or beta educate, chloroform, cannabis indica, in parentheses it says hashish, chloral hydrate or acetamilid or any derivation or preparation of any such substances contained therein. What is a pharmacopoeia? Okay, so let's go back. A pharmacopoeia, um, it's, it's a book of drug information, of medicine information. And like we've talked about pharmacopoeias before because we've talked about um, like the very first pharmacopoeia that was recorded, I want to say was in China. And then on Materia Medica was another f- Greek pharmacopoeia. Mm-hmm. And that was, one of them was 70 AD and one of them was 300-ish AD. Um, so let me pull up the definition of pharmacopoeia to start there. Because I think that that will kind of help making sense of that list that that Mary quoted in that entry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to the non-reliable, but pretty much reliable Wikipedia entry. The Wikipedia about pharmacopoeia? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, pharmacopoeia, and then they have a bunch of different ways to spell it. In its modern technical sense, is a book containing directions for the identification of compound medicines and published by the authority of a government or a medical or pharmaceutical society. Uh, Descriptions of preparations are called monographs. And in a broader sense, it is a reference work for pharmaceutical drug specifications. So it's like a spell book. Well, like spell. Yes, because and a lot of it from what I'm understanding, especially so the U.S. pharmacopoeia was uh, formed in 1820. Okay. By 11 physicians that came together to take action, again, Wikipedia, to protect patients from being harmed by inconsistent or poor quality medical preparations of the day. Okay. So a lot of it was botanicals. They go on to say the first standard, the first standards were recipes, that's in quotes, Okay. that guided the preparation of medicine, which were often made in apothecaries relying heavily on botanicals for their therapeutic benefit. Gotcha. So the way that we see spell books in movies like Hocus Pocus. And Hocus Pocus 2. And and television shows like Charmed. And uh, Army of Darkness. I don't know what that one. There's a book of Necronomicon. I, I uh, Book okay. of the Dead is in there. Oh, gosh. We, uh, oh, yeah, my no, gosh. Yeah, exactly. Throwback? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we could look at that. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, let's back it up. So <clears throat> the pharmacopoeia in the United States was formed in 1820. But I'm, I'm fairly certain that the pharmacopoeia like still exists today. Okay. I would imagine. Like as a thing. It's like the farmer's almanac. Yes. But like less, you know. Boring. I think it's boring it's like y- 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 like there's weather predictions and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i can 
I can get behind some of that, but it, this is like more like science. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, not farmer science. Not right, but yeah. farmer science. Having grown up in a very rural area, like there is science behind farmer science. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, the U.S. Pharmacopeia, which still exists today, because I'm on the USP.org website, is an independent, scientific, nonprofit organization focused on building trust in the supply of safe, quality medicines. Okay. So Th- that sounds very uh, official and very. It sounds very safe and secure, and a good thing to to know and, and to look up whenever you're. Going through that Well you know it's interesting I'm just going to pop Cannabis into This search engine here on the USP look at That what is it so The pharmacopoeia still addresses Some cannabis stuff I'm going to have to look over this more closely But it says the very first Result that comes up is um, The United States pharmacopoeia is working with Researchers manufacturers Distributors Regulators and healthcare practitioners to protect public health and promote sound research by establishing a framework for the consistent characterization of cannabis for medical use. Okay. Oh gosh, they even have toolkits. Wh- what do you mean toolkits? There are these four downloadable toolkits that I'm going to have to look at later. Okay. So Everybody like pharmacopoeia still relevant. Okay. Cannabis and pharmacopoeia apparently still relevant because okay. it was removed. Dr. Rachel Knox, endocannabinoid. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you must be really focused Yeah we're, <laughs> we're, we're into it here it's like, I ain't got time to mess around Come on um, It was removed from the pharmacopoeia Okay I want to say in the 40s But then put back in 30s or 40s We'll need to go back and look at the date Um, I see now Why Mary is so Just Bugged by this Now it's all really making sense Um And it really was some pumpkins Some pumpkins Some pumpkins So this Is the first time That there has been legislation That um Really Spends time making sure that You know food and beverage And medicine and all of those things that we Consume are safe I have a feeling I know where she's headed with this. There's more. Do you want me to go on? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we're. I don't yeah. think we're gonna like it. Right. Here we go. Um, I'm saddened by this because this very valid and necessary law sends a message about my family, and it's certainly not good. This doesn't convey natural. This doesn't convey safe. This doesn't convey wellness. Mm. And then she drew a sad face. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It does, it, um, but from from seeing what what said before in that uh, the article, the United States Pharmacopeia National Formulary thing, I get it's not coming off well. Yeah. And I, I um, by simply being listed alongside opium and cocaine, the general public gets a certain kind of message. Yeah, just hanging out with the wrong crowd. Yeah, yeah. what a shame. By That's what she wrote. That's not what I I'm know. saying. It's like that don't hang out with that kid down the street. It's like, well, I don't hang out with that kid down the street. But I saw you hanging out with the kid down the street. At once, I saw you like next to him. 
but I wasn't hanging out with him. And it's the same thing. And then now you're the bad kid, too. Yeah, but the thing that she's saying here is, what if that label for the kid down the street, like the bad kid, right, is wrong? And then simply by, like, like, and so then that's what keeps being reinforced and reinforced. Wait, it it could be wrong? Well, yeah, that's like, like, because there's, like, she's saying here, um, being, just being listed alongside, um, the the general public gets a certain kind of message. Yeah, they would. So she goes on to write, what a shame. I predict that no good will come of this. And I, what I'm hearing is that she understands the need and the value of the, the, the pure food bill. You know, the pure food and drug yeah. act of yeah. 1906. But that it's pretty frustrating. You gotta say it in the, the Pure Food and Drug Act of 1906. <laughs> I can't do voices my, like my that. My constituencies. <laughs> and it was probably hot in that room in, in June in D.C. There's no air conditioning. I do declare it's hot here. <laughs> I do declare. So many declarations. Um... Perhaps it's time to head to the house and get ready to go out with some friends and stop dwelling on pure food. There is much comfort in time with friends sitting in a circle around the fire and sharing good times. Yeah. Passing it around for good times. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting because like the pure food and drug thing, it's like, oh, okay. There's like good in there because there's obviously the food part of it is good. And then like the drug part of it is also good in some instances, but not good in every instance. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that when she went to see her circle of friends that night that she talked to them about the food, the pure food bill? The Pure Food and Drug Act on of nineteen oh six. On June twenty fourth, nineteen oh six. Probably. What do you think they said? Uh they probably were like they they don't they don't like us. I would think. Well I maybe she brought up her concern because it wouldn't have been like that widespread a concern at this point because Yeah, it would have taken at least a year for it to passer for everyone to know what it is by that point well it wouldn't like so it was in the paper but generally speaking it's not going to be in effect immediately like okay so i'm I'm pretty sure it went into effect at the beginning of 1907 and at this point cannabis is still listed and being added more and more to all the pharmacopoeias Mm -hmm. um and this is the turn of the, the you know this is the first decade of of the the new century and we know that there's more cannabis coming from Mexico. There's more uh, cannabis coming from the Caribbean. Um, there's movement happening. And people are, are seeing the value of this, you know, like, very simple to use, very simple to grow and harvest. Plant. I mean, I, w- I would be interested to see what some of the amendments were to the food drug, the, the Pure Food and Drug Act of 1906. <laughs> uh, see what some of the amendments later to kind of unclassify some things out of there take or kind of move things around so you know it'd be interested to see how that's changed over the years i think so too and like the fact that the pharmacopoeia still exists and like they have quite a robust website 
and are tackling the topic of cannabis and one of their toolkits. So there's four different ones that are listed here. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them is uh, listed as this is from this is volume four, fall 2022. Cannabis can't cross borders. Our science can. Mm. So there is a stance and they're not they're not saying pro. They're not saying for from what I can gather at this like, you know, very cursory look. But they're really about like ensuring quality because they see the medicinal value or yeah. at least they 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 are taking seriously the position of um, the medicinal value being quite present, which is in direct conflict with that continued yeah. schedule one categorization federal prohibition wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. problem problem yeah well this was very fascinating it was and i can feel her like so she's always paying attention mm -hmm. like i think that's that is what's ringing true for me more and more that there is attention being paid because she's kind of imagining how this is going to continue to roll out. And she was right. Yeah. At that point in time at, in 1906, she's looking at this thing and can kind of see how it could be manipulated and used inappropriately later on. Yeah. And that is exactly what happened. As usual, I, I have more questions than answers. Well, um, and can, speaking of questions, can I tell you something yeah. else? Yeah. We we have quite a few questions that okay. have come from different voices all over the world. Okay. We like, have. I think that because like I'm leaving this entry with more questions and answers, that has been a consistent theme throughout every diary entry that we've looked at. I think that maybe the next time we sit down for our, our special diary time, that maybe we consider some questions from, you know, people from all over the place that are only kind of hearing about this diary stuff through us. Yeah. As questions. we try and figure out what we're going to do next. Questions from the people. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, like that. High enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. Bring us your questions. We will answer them. Because, <laughs> well, we, we can try and answer them. We can try yeah. and explore or yeah. at least yeah. say what, what we think. Yeah. So maybe next time we get together, we look at some questions. Let's look at some questions and let's give some answers. I would love to do that. Yeah. So I think that'd be a good time. All right, well, we'll meet back here, and maybe we'll just have snacks for everybody next time. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to go have some more snacks. Enjoy. All right, bye. Join us next time for Use This As You See Fit, The Diary of Mary.